What is up, guys? Welcome to the Fit Cook Life Podcast, where we promote a healthy balance between fitness, food, and mindset. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Fit Cook Life Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Coach Ronnie. Sitting right next to me is your other host, Coach Cam. What's up, guys? We got a good one in store for you today. Super pumped about this. Let's dive in. Today's topic is going to be movement patterns versus body parts. Now, I know you're thinking, what does that mean? Well, (laughs) we're going to get into it pretty quickly here. But to start us off, Coach Ronnie, because you're the one who's going to be leading us down this path. Yep. um, Why don't you, for the new listeners out there... Explain to them what it is that we're actually talking about a little bit. Just like a quick snap. Okay. Okay. So best example of this is are you working your body parts or are you working movement patterns? When I say body parts, are you splitting up your workouts doing chest day, leg day, back day, arms like that? Or are you really taking a proactive approach to your training and have a designed specific purpose for it by working movement patterns? Okay, okay. So, so to start us off, like whenever you're walking into a gym and everything like that, what is it you focus on? Whenever you're, let's say, let's say we're hitting an upper body workout, okay? What would what are some examples that you've seen where people are focusing only on body parts versus movement patterns? Yeah. So they're they're kind of one and the same. If you do certain exercises, you're going to be working different movement patterns. But for example, you go into the gym on a Monday, it's International Chest Day. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Everyone's going to be working chest. <laughs> here's a here's a quick tip. If you go to a busy gym, do something else. All right, go ahead. Yep. Yep, so you'll see people, they'll go over and they'll do bench press and they'll do push-ups and then they'll go and do dumbbell uh, bench or switch it up and do incline. Then they'll do flies and stuff like that. And that's all great, but you're really just working a specific body part there. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever I go into the gym and I'm thinking of an upper body workout, I'm thinking, okay, what are the different movements that I need to do? I know that these muscles are working in these different movement patterns, so... How do I want to structure my workout so I'm working these different movement patterns so I know that I'm working all those different muscles rather than just singling out one specific one or a specific type of body part. In that way, yeah, you might be hitting chest day, but you could be utilizing just the same muscles over and over again and ignoring the rest, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And we'll get a, get into this a little bit more, a little bit later in the podcast, um, with different movement patterns, what they are, and what I specifically try to program into my own workouts and what I do for other people. Um, but yeah, whenever you're going into the gym, it's really the big question of what are you focusing on while you're there? Are you, are you focusing on taking your body through different planes of motion and moving in different ways um, that your body is actually supposed to move, or are you just looking to chase the pump and then you're just blasting your biceps? <laughs> Chasing the pump, yeah. Okay, so um, let me ask you this. How often are you working those body parts per week? Um, so this question is one that I pose to, uh, uh, to people whenever I'm talking to them about their training. 
Um, and it's great that you ask me because I work my different body parts two to three times a week. Um, that's how I structure my plan. But whenever you're talking to someone else and they're doing that body part split type of workout, that's when they're only doing it one to two times a week. The bro split. Yeah, when you do the bro split. Uh, I can guarantee you most people are only doing legs once a week. Yeah. <laughs> if they're doing the bro split. Yeah. Um, they explain, might be... explain to them what the bro split is. So bro split is uh, chest and tries. Yeah. That's one of your days. You have back and buys on um, another, yeah. on a different day. And then you have leg day. Yeah. Which is pretty much skipped over a lot of times um, in lieu of doing arm day. Yeah. So there's arms and shoulders. Yeah. Thrown in there That's too. That's its own day. Mm-hmm. Along with utilizing those muscles on the other days. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's kind of what the bro split is. So you're breaking up your body into different body parts and, and you're trying to work those muscles. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from that, what do you say to those ty- those types of people that are, that are just, you know, following that generic online trainer... Uh, got these workouts from the big guy on, on Instagram or YouTube, you know, what do you, what do you tell those people? Yeah. You need to be looking at your frequency. So if you've been doing the same workouts, you've been doing your upper body workout, uh, your chest workout for a while. Um, how often are you doing that type of stuff? That's one of the things. How often are you switching up exercises and adding in uh, progressive overload by changing up the weights, changing the difficulty of the exercise, but also how frequently are you working these body parts whenever you're doing it like that? Because typically you're only doing it that one to two times. Um, if you have a specific favorite, like guys tend to go to chest more and then they'll, they'll go do another day of arms in there too. Um, and that's just what I've seen from my personal experience being in the gym for what over ten plus years now? It's it's it may seem like that that common thing that everyone talks about, but it's it's definitely true. It's out there and it's a real thing. But my big thing is the frequency with it. If you're only doing it one to two times a week, are you really taxing the body like you should be? Now, when what, is there a difference between someone that's following uh, the bro split or or, or some kind of um, you know workout air quote routine? What's the difference between someone that that's, has a little bit of structure, even though it's not tailored to them and they're following the online trainer, right? But I call it an online trainer, but really they're just watching a guy on YouTube and following along versus someone that is wanting to lose weight as their goal. Um, so it, if, if you're moving, you're going to be burning calories, but you got to be moving with a purpose. That's one of those things that we always promote here on the Vigil Clive podcast is moving with a purpose, being intentional with the things that you're doing. Um, and it might be great that you got a workout plan from somebody. You, you found a free workout online um, and you're moving. That is fantastic. But if you start to see those results start to slow down and you're not doing the you're not, you're not seeing your body change and you're not really getting stronger or anything. You're just kind of maintaining and staying at the same place. That's when you need to kind of switch things up. Um, and, and looking at it from that type of way, uh, if your goal is weight loss and then you're not switching up your routine, you're not changing the way that you're adding stimulus to the body because the body adapts. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that it's great at doing is adapting. Um so if you're not changing it up or if you're not attacking it with a purpose that's designed specifically for you, then those results are going to slow down. So if you're doing chest, we'll stay on that. So if you're doing chest and you've been doing a dumbbell incline 
for the past 10 weeks on International Chest Day, maybe it's time to switch things up and do something else mm-hmm. to hit that upper chest movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this, this brings up the topic of functional training. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole working around movement patterns. What is functional training, Cam? What do you think functional training is? What do you well, it's when fun- someone it's functional <laughs> when someone asks you what is functional training? What do you describe it as? Because I have a definition that I've kind of come up with. Yeah. So so in my in my my terminology is very simple, simplified. Um, but functional training is is exactly what it sounds. It's training to be functional. Um, so what does that mean? It means you're using weights in a movement that you would normally do on normal days, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> you know, a workout where, you know, uh, you're, you're picking up a kettlebell with one leg, right? Uh, a single leg deadlift, right? Um, can be the same motion that you're you're reaching down and you're grabbing a water out of a, you know, off the ground or whatever. You know, it, it's just there. There, it's not like you know. You're never you're never gonna have a big um, bar on your chest that you need to push off all the time. You know, no one's gonna need to lift a car up off their chest. You know, on a normal day. (laughs) So there's no need to do bench press that often. Uh, Usually it's... And most people also have muscle imbalances, so functional training really helps with that as well. But, you know, it's looking at the person and saying, okay, you know, what is it that you do for a living? What is it that you like to do for fun? And then, you know, what are your goals? And we kind of base it off of... Or at least I base it off of that, of what kind of movements we need to do. And that makes it more functional than, you know, more strict movements. Right. But what, what are your, what is your definition? What, how do you train for functional training? Yeah, I, I keep my definition very simple because I've been asked people, well, what's your training style like? Do you like, do you train bodybuilders? Because you look pretty fit. And I'm like, no, I don't train bodybuilders. Yeah. I train the average person and I... I like to train with functional training. And then the follow-up question is always, oh, well, what's that? I've kind of heard of it. So, yeah. like, you throw stuff around and, like, slam medicine balls, right? And I'm like, no, that's not what functional training is. A lot of people think, or they think, like, oh, so you do CrossFit. CrossFit has functional movements in it, but that's not. There's, like, this big misconception behind it. Yeah. So, basically, my definition of functional training is that it's training that mimics movement patterns that you do daily. Um, every human body should be able to do certain movements and, and it's programming around those specific movements so that you can complete your daily tasks easier and you become stronger at the same time. To me, functional training, it, 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 it's more of a routine that the normal person should be doing. Yeah. Unless you're going to get on stage or you're going to a, a lifting meet, there's no need to uh, lift that way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's kind of a very good blend of all the different types of ways that you can work out. Mm-hmm. So there is going to be strength components just as you would in powerlifting. You're going to see some crossover with the movements there. With doing bench press, um, with doing deadlifts and squats, you're always going to see that in functional training because those movements are functional at its core. 
Um, but you're also going to see some some different types of training in there too with the functional training. So you're going to be utilizing different types of equipment um, compared to some of the other different ways of training. Whenever you're doing like more of a bodybuilding type thing, you're you're really focusing on more isolation type movements because you're trying to get specific muscles to grow. Um, whenever you're trying to form the body into a certain way, you do want to focus your attention on those specific muscles because you can actually target them that way. Whenever it comes to losing weight, you can't target specific areas, though. Yeah. Um, it all comes off wherever it comes off. It, it takes that, that discipline to go through and with your nutrition, with your training, um, stay on track there to see those results. But whenever you're you're looking at your training as a whole we like to program for our clients functional movements um, because not only is it going to make their life better it's going to make them move better it's going to make them be able to enjoy many more years going into the future as well and that's kind of the thing that we really want to promote is is an overall change in the way that you're able to attack life it's not just, oh, well, I can lift this much, I can bench press this much, I, can, I look this certain way. No, it's about the lifestyle and it's about being able to do your daily activities and make them easier and be able to spend time with loved ones um, and prolong your health and, and, and not have to end up in front of the doctor or in a hospital and, and work on these things ahead of time more in a preventative way. Um, because I've seen so many people that... that have been diagnosed with many different things that are all very preventable. Right. And then, and that comes down to the fit cook life as well, where our training is a lifestyle type of training. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, really that, that big into um, the bodybuilding world or, you know, we're not going to work on poses mm-hmm. with a, uh, a 50-year-old man that just wants to be able to lift his grandkids. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no need for that. Right. So our, our, our coaching is really dictated around the lifestyle, whether it's in nutrition or in training. Um, so give us, take us down this path. Um, <clears throat> what's like a quick overview of the common movement patterns um, that functional training works? Yeah, and these are going to be some of the movement patterns though that we program for specifically um, because there's different things that you're going to be able to do through your daily activities. So we'll get into that. Starting out, first one, you got your horizontal and vertical pushing. So you're always going to be doing pushing motions. Um, whether someone's in the way of you and you're pushing them out of the way yeah. or if you need to get up off the ground and do a push-up. Uh, so there's many different types of exercises. We're looking at horizontal and vertical. So you're pressing away from the body, horizontal. That's like doing a push-up or a chest press. So those are those are functional movements that you need to be able to do. You also need to be able to lift your arms up overhead and press something over your head too. Um, like when so, you're moving a couch. Yeah. <laughs> or when you're reaching up to put something on the shelf. Um, so doing shoulder presses, that's a very functional type movement. Uh, moving on from there, you got your pulling. So the exact opposite of that, you got your horizontal and vertical pulling. Different movements you can do for that are going to be different row variations for the horizontal. You're pulling the arms behind the body, um, working your back and biceps there. Um, things that you can do for vertical pulling is going to be pull-ups and uh, lat pull-downs. 
just for a quick example, I'm not going to give you guys all these different exercises because we don't want to bore you with just saying different words. Um, but whenever it comes to doing your, your pulling motions, that's a very functional thing. You're picking something up. You're grabbing something. You're, you're holding something stable. You're stabilizing your spine. The back muscles are all responsible for those certain things. So it's important that you work on them. Um, our next one is going to be more of a hip dominant movement. So I categorize this as something that where you're either stabilizing the hips or you are flexing and extending at the hips. Um, that hinge pattern that you'll see whenever you're doing stuff like deadlifts, that's a perfect example of a hip dominant movement because you're pushing your hips back, you're hinging at the hips, you're using your glutes and hamstrings to really drive those hips forward to stand up. That's a very functional type of exercise there. Um, so that hip hinging motion, we don't do it quite as often as we nearly need to. Uh, and that's why our lower backs suck. <laughs> yeah. Me personally, your your glutes, your butt, your hamstrings, all those are responsible for taking over and really supporting that lower back. Um, so if you start including more more variations of hip hinges, um, working on those hamstrings a little bit more, doing curls, doing bridges, doing deadlifts, um, those are all great examples of ways that you can really work on that hip dominant movement and work on your posterior chain. After our hips, we have our knees, so knee dominant movements are going to be things like squats. Um, step ups is another perfect example of that. If you ever have to climb up any stairs, which I guarantee you throughout your day, you're going to be finding some kind of stairs in your life. <laughs> Walking up those stairs can be a lot easier if you start doing more knee dominant movements. Um, and speaking with all of this, all of our different movement patterns, we like to train our clients in bilateral and unilateral movements. No, no, those are big words, but basically for our knee dominant, you're using both legs or you're using one leg. <laughs> okay, so you got your squats, you got your step ups, which is going to be a single leg uh, type movement. And then you're, you're also going to have lunges and stuff like that. That's going to be working uh, the quads too. Knee dominant movements are mainly quad driven type movements. Um, but whenever you're doing leg exercises, if you do them correctly, there is going to be some crossover between it being uh, hip dominant and knee dominant because you are going to be hinging at the hips and you are going to be bending at the knees. So doing leg movements is one of the greatest ways to help to build a, a well-balanced physique because it's going to help to build your balance. Um, it's going to be that nice strong uh, support for you down there at the bottom. I mean, we all walk on our legs, so why not work our legs more? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but that, that's some of the exercises. And then we start to get into a little bit more core stuff because everyone needs more core work. A lot of times we sit down throughout the day, our core gets turned off. Um, we're in this bent over position. We're, we're flexing our spine forward and we're in this rounded position. Um, so the two biggest types of core exercises that we like to do with our clients are primarily based on stability and it's going to be things that are um, more anti-extension in nature. That's one of our foundational movements that we do for core. It's going to be different plank variations because if you don't have stability in the core, why should I be having you flex your spine up and down? You're already complaining about lower back issues. Why should I have you be doing that when you can't support your own spine yourself? So we always like to start people out with anti-extension exercises, doing different plank variations. And there's about a million different ones that you can do. And I promise that not all planks are created equal. <laughs> not at all. 
<laughs> so it's going to be uh, like if you do a normal low plank on the ground, if you had a hip slap in there, if you march your feet, but you can also start doing rollouts. You can start doing things on top of a stability ball like circles. It's all things where you're trying to avoid dipping down at the hips. You want to maintain that nice neutral spine throughout and really strengthen your core from there. And then another one we like to do is anti-rotation. So these are going to be different types of presses with the with some kind of resistance coming out laterally from you. Um, you're preventing that that back and spine and hips from rotating here. Um, so it's all about that stability. It's about really drawing in that transverse abdomen, uh, which is basically your body's natural uh, weightlifting belt. It surrounds the body from the front and the back, making that nice and flat, getting that engaged because that's what's going to help to provide that stability for all your other lifts. And if your core is strong, then all your other lifts are going to be better too. So we always like to start out with that. Once our clients progress, then we'll get into start doing some more spinal flexion type things like sit-ups and crunches and V-ups. Um, but only after we get to that point of making sure that they're nice and stable, they're able to brace throughout the core whenever they're doing their different movements um, and actually feel the muscles so they should be working. Well, I think that that is a, <clears throat> a fantastic breakdown of everything. Mm -hmm. I know that that was a lot to the listeners, so if you need to back it up a little bit, write these things down, um, or, you know, get on a, you know, start start writing down the things that you're doing for core. I know a lot of the time, a lot of people are, are going in the, into their workouts, they're doing either the same upper body, lower body movements, or workouts, should I say. Um, and then when it comes to core, people think, oh, the more crunches that I do, the better my six-pack will be. But that's not really the case. Right. So um, make sure that before you start doing those crunches and V-ups and, and all the fun ones that we typically do, let's make sure that we go in and, and we stabilize that core first and foremost. But that was fantastic. Um, so given like a quick conclusion of, of everything that we broke down today. Yeah. Um, and just kind of simple it out. Yeah. Basically, whenever it comes to making your workouts, um, when you guys are going into the gym, we've already preached that you need to be planning out your workouts ahead of time. So whenever you're planning out those workouts ahead of time, stop looking at just the body parts and start looking at different movement patterns. Um, you don't want to be overtraining whenever you're, you're doing your workouts, meaning you don't want to just blast one specific muscle that one day hit it real hard for the week and then be done with it. Your body likes to do things, and it likes to do things often. So you should be including different movement patterns to work the different muscle groups two to three times a week. By adding that more frequent, by upping the incre uh, the frequency there, that is where you're really going to start to see those results, and you're going to start to see the body change and morph into the the way that you want it to. Um, so take a look at at the movements you're doing, break it down into movement patterns. And whenever you're breaking it down in movement patterns, try to hit the different ones. So if you're doing an upper body workout, plan it out. Plan a, uh, a horizontal push and then pair that with a horizontal pull. So you're working opposing muscles there. One gets a break when you're doing it. You get to work the other one. Then you can speed up your time um, 
in the gym, you don't have to be there quite as long because you're able to work those opposing muscle groups. And then go and do a vertical one of the same thing. Do a vertical push, a vertical pull. You're working opposing muscle groups there. And then you can start to get into those little isolation type exercises after that. Like the favorite yeah. bicep curl. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But always make sure you're including in your core work. That's one of the, the big things that I like to preach to people is that your core can actually handle working out more than two to three times a week. You use it every single day. It supports you. You can actually work it out every single day. But make sure you're choosing those core exercises correctly and wisely by providing stability throughout first. Exactly. So if you're brand new to this or if you listen to this podcast and you're like, holy crap, I think I'm doing this completely wrong. What is the next step for them? Yeah, next step. If you're interested in getting on a structured workout plan, you, you think you might be right now, but you've listened to a couple things that we've said on the podcast, and it's really hit you that you're starting to question things, it's very simple, guys. We have our free clarity call that you can go onto the website, you can sign up for. Like I said, it's free. 30 minutes, you can sit down, you can talk with me, we can talk about your training, we can talk about movement patterns. I can help explain this type of stuff to you a little bit better. You can sit down with Coach Cam too, talk about your nutrition. Figure out where you are right now. If you're feeling any type of way where you need to switch things up, it's free. Give us a chance. We'll give you a little bit of knowledge on where you are right now. We'll really provide that clarity into your training, into answering any type of questions you might have around it. You say you have been working out doing the body part split, and you want to switch it up, and you don't know how to switch it up. You don't know what muscles are working in the different movement patterns. Sign up for that clarity call. We got you covered. Yeah, guys, it's it's pretty simple, straightforward. So get on over there and sign up now. Now, announcement time. Yep, got a few announcements. Guys, drum roll. <laughs> there it is. Coach Ronnie, how old are you turning this weekend? The big 3-0. Ooh, 30 years old. Guys, help us celebrate Coach Ronnie this weekend. Come to a class. It's going to be fun. If you're interested in our classes, if you're in the Atlanta area, uh, you can go over to the website. You can actually DM us. We can send you the info straight away. Um, if you're following us on Instagram or Facebook, it's at the Fit Cook Life. Um, but you can DM us on there if you're interested in anything like that. Coach Ronnie's going to be taking the helm this weekend. I'm going out of town. Yep, he's leaving me for my birthday. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> my first vacation in like basically two years. Yeah, so. no. Him and the lady are going out. Uh, where are you going? Miramar? Miramar Beach. Miramar? Mir- 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 Beach. <laughs> meow Meow Beach. Yeah. Come They're going to have a good time. Coming from the guy with the, the Ranch Kitty t-shirt on. Hey, you got it for me. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> so uh, Coach Ronnie, birthday is September 7th. We'll be making a, a, a glorious post with a big feature of a lot of different, a lot of different uh, variety of pictures for Coach Ronnie. I've been holding these things back from the Fit Cook Life community so I could bring y'all the best of Coach Ronnie <laughs> for his birthday. I he can has, only imagine. He has no clue what's coming his way on September 7th. So make sure that you get on there, like the post, give Coach Ronnie a, a happy birthday in the comments, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, but other, other than that, we've got something fun planned. Yeah. Some new things coming to the Fit Cook Life. We are growing so as we grow, um, facilities change. 
Um, as the uh, the summer is coming to a close, people are going back to school. Weather's changing. It's getting dark earlier. It's get, or getting dark later. It's uh, staying dark earlier. All that type of stuff. So uh, with that, you know, there might be uh, some changes coming. So make sure that you're you're staying on the emails. Make sure that you're following us on all platforms, mm-hmm. and we'll be getting that information out to you as soon as we lock it down. But it's going to be some very big, very exciting news. Yeah. Um, we'll be able to provide you guys with a little bit more, be a little more consistent as well. Yeah. And we're super excited about it. Just have to iron out some details before we make the big announcement. Yeah. But, yeah, super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And we might have a new sponsor for the podcast coming mm-hmm. soon. So more on that coming your way. Uh, next week on the FCL podcast, um, we're calling it the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Man or woman in the mirror. Yeah. Um, judging yourself and how you view yourself and what you see is basically what it's going to be about. So a little bit of mindset reset type of thing. Um, figuring out, giving you a little bit of clarity of if you're viewing yourself a certain way, that type of things. But we'll be diving more into that next week on the podcast. Um, anything you want to, to leave them with? Maybe a... A little, little Ronnie, uh, Ronnie insight. Uh, since we talked about training today, I'll give you guys a little bit of a training tip here. Okay. Well, what is it? <laughs> Waiting for you. Uh, <laughs> so, whenever you're training your core, this is one of the biggest things. Don't press out your abs when you're training your core. Okay. But I want to see the abs. Whenever you push it out, though, you're training your muscles to be pressed out like that. So you're going to look bloated. Mm. That's the biggest thing I see with people. Whenever you're doing your crunches and stuff, your stomach should be as flat as possible. Belly button to spine. Yes. If that sucker is doming up and you look like you're pitching a tent, whenever you're doing your core exercises, you are not engaging properly. Mm. That's a good little insight. Flatten out that stomach. Spread the hips. Make it tight. Yeah. I like it. That was it? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Well, thank y'all so much for listening to today's podcast. Give us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. And uh, subscribe. Share it with a friend. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Fit Life Podcast. See ya.